Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rock. My name is Max Riley and I'll be your Dungeon Master for today and I'm joined by Jamie DeCesare. It's me, Milo the Fly. I'm sad and depressed. Again. Yes. <laughs> that is Milo the Fly's voice for the past 67 Obviously. episodes. Uh, Phoebe Wickham. And a fiddle, Countess of the Robots. Nice. And Maeve Chapman. Roman Pater. Fuck me. Pater? Wow. <laughs> Roman Pennon. Evadier. What? Evadier? What? <laughs> Can we just skip Roman on <laughs> no, this? Oh, I have such no. a good one, too. Okay. Roman Pennon. Xavier Evader. That's it. Oh, it's waiting for the no, second line. That, we had that was twenty, like nearly twenty seconds, and that's what we got out of this. Oh, Savior, Vader, Vader. Life no, there saver. was a second line. And I no, that's not even it. that much. Okay, you just use a second line. I forgot it. You put me under too much pressure because I fucked up so much. <laughs> uh, well, uh, a classic, classic intro from the, this this gang. Uh, well, last time. You were all squared up against Roscoe, Xavier, and a handful of, of. Oh, now I've you're rubbing off on me. Uh, and guys, I, uh, come on! I'm contagious. We're professionals. Like we're professionals. <laughs> oh boy! Last time you were all squared up against Roscoe, Xavier, and a handful of patrol clockworks in the control hub deep below the Axe Shaper building. Taking no time at all, you all sprung into action. There was clearly no negotiating with Roscoe. And Xavier was obviously not the same tiefling that grew up with Milo. Some sort of devilish power took over the horned bastard, making him more devious Whoa. and more powerful than before, now giving him the power to charm Roman to his side as a brother of dragon blood while beating the halfling snot out of Milo and Anna. Milo took no time in slashing at the patrol clockworks, cutting down Roscoe in the process. I feel like Roman, we should uh, clarify that, no, it, it was more of I went after Roscoe and the patrol clockworks were just in the way. In the, in the way. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a lot more accurate. Um, Roman was eventually freed from his mental prison and finally able to strike back at the winged Xavier when Xavier banished Anna to a demiplane was a small cave with three packs labeled the fly, Nalu, and X containing limited supplies. One could say it was an allegory. Maybe. Back in the real world, Milo and Roman traded blows of Xavier until he lost his hold on the banishment and Anna was brought back, striking out against the devilish tiefling, killing him where he flew. A short ways away, the body of Roscoe rose again, the halfling now filled with hate towards Milo and a promise of revenge, but was quickly struck down by all your efforts his body still falling apart. Anna was given control of the clockworks by Gim, who was thoroughly terrified by your power and afraid for his own life, probably rightly so. Now, new auras power the Axe Shaper Corporation, and one of the greatest achievements of Dwarven Ingenuity is now wieldable by you all. That's where we are now. Uh, Don't say that like that. Xavier and Roscoe's <laughs> body still just on the floor, and uh, you guys are being led uh, back out of the building. All right. So what's the plan now? That was kind of as far as we got. Milo will look at Anna and just be like, "So you're all, you all have, you're you're in control, right? You're, yeah, you have it." I, I think so. I gave a command. I, I assume that they all heard it. Um, I Milo will nod his head, uh, stow his swords, and just slowly make his way towards uh, Xavier's dead body great 
Uh, you uh, walk over, your, your footsteps kind of echoing through this very tall room, and you see Xavier. Uh, at a closer look, you can see uh, how the scales really were kind of bursting through from underneath his skin as he was a, a lot larger and more grotesquely proportioned uh, than he should be as a tiefling. Uh, I'll kind of just like put uh, hold his hand in mine and kind of just get to touch him once again. Mm. Um, his, his hands are these like grotesque uh, claws now, um, uh, never given the chance to revert back to their more human form. I'll turn towards the others and let out a deep sigh and ask. So, I guess let's give them the command to go and then we should be on our way. To go to the Dragonborn Mountain? Yeah, we, we're, we're done here, right? Gim kind of pipes up and is like, uh, the uh, clockworks that we have now that we have control of most of them, maybe 80% of them, are not really fit for battle like these guys, and he kind of, like, knocks on Bert. Uh, they they should be at least retrofitted with armor at the, at the most. Okay. At the least, I guess. Um, um, some sort of weapons. Do you think you'll be able to get all... Well, th- they will be able to get all 20,000 of them outfitted by the time we need them and out there? Probably, yeah, we can we can get them going. Um, are, are you sure you want to take all of them? Uh, I know there are some some dwarves that need uh, the, the assistance that Clockworks provide. I mean, unless you have like a registry of like special <laughs> needs, like like of, of um like a support robots, uh, support automatons, then I think. Well, they we have to be discriminatory about it. I think we just kind of have to do it. Don't you guys? Aren't you guys able to create what, like, fifty a day? Just give those to the people who need it. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, we can we can start um, changing the line to be more uh, help. I mean, not as weaponized for the, the yeah. new ones, at least. Because hey, but, if uh, these twenty thousand fail, then eh, it doesn't matter for them. They're dead anyways. <laughs> should should Anna have like a test run? You know. Uh, like well, for what? I mean, technically, we could. Um, so we're, we're we're just kind of riding to Dragonborn Mountain, right? Yeah. We could have a running of the automatons. <laughs> Stealthy, <laughs> isn't it? Run the uh, the automatons that we we do have that are fully outfitted with us, and that way we can see how they perform as ranks. That's true. Yeah. You are free to. They're all at your will, Anna. You you can. Uh, do I have to talk to one every like. time, or do I just have to like, or can I just yeah, like think it? Yeah, you do have to talk to them. Okay. Um, I need to. We need to desi- designate one as mine then. Well, Bert can be yours. He okay. is stuck by your side anyway. That's true. All right, Bert, are you okay with that? Affirmative. Hey, yeah. Bert just like rolls up to you and is like paired to Anna Fiddle. <laughs> uh, Bert, I would like you to give me a piggyback ride as much as physically possible. Affirmative. 
And he he kind of like <laughs> leans down to a, like a, a prime piggyback mounting uh, position, um, and and he you see like little stirrups kind of come out his side, <laughs> uh, so that you can kind of be like standing on his back, and little handles come out near his shoulders. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. So do we want to do that? Just how, kind of bring them with us as we go, and that kind of can be our test of it. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like the their, the test of it was them trying to stop us. Which, hey, they True. failed, but they did pretty but good. just to make sure that I kind of know how much I have to command them and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess let's at least get out of this fucking dungeon and then... I guess, okay. Um. Hey, Bert. Uh, this is... Yes. I, I have a message for all of the automatons. Um, so tell them... Or maybe I'm just telling all of them through you. I don't know. Um, but to, if you are not currently outfitted with armor, please go to the assembly line and get outfitted with armor and weapons so you are battle ready. And those of you who are already equipped with weapons and armor, please meet us um, at the entrance, at the outside entrance of the forge, for further instructions. Copy. And you see his eyes kind of flash a, like a, a few different colors and then re- return to the um, uh, soft gold of uh, right. it was emanating before. So there's that. Um, oh, also, Milo, um, I found this. And I'll hold, out, I'll hold up the pack that I, I took out of the, the demiplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll look at the pack. Is it similar to the pack I have currently? Uh, frighteningly similar, yes. Yeah, a little newer. I'll slowly... Oh, actually, I won't get up for it. I, I won't move from uh, Xavier's side. I'll just gesture for uh, Anna to come closer and so I can see the bag. Here. Um, it seems like it's meant to be with you. Yeah, Milo will grab the bag and kind of... He'll open it and just kind of go through it. Going through it, it's just a bunch of, like, supplies. Uh, uh, like fixins to make a fire and uh some like game meat and and like fruits and 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 things the bare necessities to to survive i'll hold the bag close to me and i'll look up at anna and just thanks yeah no problem uh all right well let's uh let's go right uh, Gim kind of walks up, still like wringing his hands, like, uh, "You, you guys have the uh, townhouse for forever, uh, as long as it's standing. <laughs> um, it, it might take a, a day or two for the clockworks to arrange themselves, um, but until then, I think you guys deserve a little rest." Uh, Milo, do you want to bury Xavier at all? Will, will you guys help me with that? I know you, you, you don't like him, and I, hell, I, I don't even like him that much um, anymore, but it's just, you know, this, this, it's a lot of history between us. Yes, yes, can you help me bury him? Sure. I, I'd honestly rather give him a proper buryment, um, bur- burial than anything. Okay, then yeah, let's bring him up. Um... All right, let's go to the townhouse. We'll rest, we'll bury him, and then we'll leave. Okay. Uh, wh- what of the other one, Ro- Roscoe? Uh, I'll look over at his pathetic little shriveling headless corpse. We can cremate him. 
I was gonna say, burn it. I have a. I still have my fire breathing potion. I can just. Yeah, no, I honestly, let's just, you know, feed him to the wolves, make some good use out of his fucking stupid body. Do you need any organs for science? I'd look at Gim. I just deal with machines. Uh, you want, like, his arm or legs? Science. For, like, reference? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, the, the legs already detached, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. And the head's gone. All right, I'm gonna quickly see what uh, what he's got on him. Uh, okay, I just want to go through this boy's body and see what he's got on him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You. There's his revolver, which is a little like, uh, ordained a bit. It's it's not or, or like kind of done. It's not a very powerful revolver at all. Cool. Um. I'll yeah, take it. a little pauldron. Um. I'll take the uh, pauldron. Shiny. Yeah. Uh. He does have like a, a, a coin purse on him. I'll take that. There's like a hundred gold and some uh, assorted other lesser coins. I'll, uh, um, I'll toss the hundred gold to Gim. Uh, thanks. Uh, what else does this guy have on him? Uh, there's, um, the, uh, entry cards as well to get into, uh, the bunch of different companies like the Act Shaper Corporation, the Bowsmith, uh, Incorporated, and, uh, a couple of the other smaller companies that had been absorbed by, um, the Act Shaper Company. Cool. I'll take that. I'll then look around and just say, yeah, can we just, like, order, here, first tax for the, uh, for the robots, just tell them to do whatever the fuck they want with the body. Feed it to, turn into meat, feed it to the wolves. That's what I'm saying. Uh, there's no wolves in the city, uh, so... There's wolves outside the city. Hey, I was carrying around a meat bag for quite a while. I feel like we could just add this to it. <laughs> we told you to not do that, to be clear. Well, uh, what if... Um... What do you do with a body? You burn it. piss on it. Piss on you have acid breath, just, uh -huh. just, like, disintegrate it. I've used my acid acid breath for the day, but if the god would let me have another, <laughs> there's reflux. already there's already clumps of, of acid still burning it's, through. His I like corpse. to I, I like mean, to imagine Roman's just basically dry heaving acid. Like, <gasps> I, I'll, like I, I can bend, try. I bend over <laughs> the body. I I knowing I've used up my store for the day, but I don't want to. I want to do this for Milo and myself, kind of. So I just <laughs> like pat on my chest and try to like get some onto this poor body. <laughs> yeah. A little, like, a tiny bit of phlegm pops out and, like, sizzles, but... <laughs> Men and their freaking loogies, jeez. The, the tank's empty. Uh, um, I mean, I could just, like, disintegrate it, it right it. here. Yeah, yeah I could burn, burn it. it. Here, if you, if you guys step back, I can burn it. Kind of keep... We might want to, like, move everything that you want to keep away. Yeah, just... Here, give me a second. Uh, turn around. Uh, Milo will step on forward towards Roscoe's body. He'll look, took a moment to look back at Xavier, look down at Roscoe's body. Oi, Tordavellis, if you can hear me, I want to, uh, zip down the fly, uh, and then start peeing on the body. <laughs> the fly! Uh, then I'll zip it back up, and I'll just say, uh, a new name. Fucking coming for you, Tordavellis. Gonna fucking gut you like a pig. Ah! Alright, you can burn it. With pleasure. Uh, I'm just gonna cast Flame Strike on it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, little little bolt of uh, of holy magic, and um, the the corpse starts burning. Uh, the smell just kind of fills say, the this room. This is gonna start stinking. We probably should get out of here. And the smoke kind of travels up the the 
tall room. Yeah, can we Great. can we leave? I don't. Yeah, yeah, this no, is, let's, this yeah, let's go, let's go. Uh, <laughs> hey, Bert, I know you listen to uh, the the princess herself. Where if you can do me a solid, what? could you uh, carry Xavier for me? Hey, Bert, um, can you put me down and then uh, pick up the the dead guy over there, the one not on fire? Affirmative. Uh, Bert like squats down, lets you dismount, and then scoops up uh, uh, Xavier's body. Thank you, Bert. All right, I'm to Oscar. Where's he? Oscar, didn't you guys leave Oscar somewhere? I thought what he came into this room, room with us. I thought he was on the fly with us when we came into this room. I don't know oh, where could anyone have been. is anymore. <laughs> yeah, Oscar. Oscar ran. Okay, uh, Oscar ran a, a, a long time ago. Um, when he saw the opportunity, he just went right back down from whence he came. Um, Found his pet pill again, took it once again, even though he was fine. <laughs> um, you, yeah, as you guys walk uh, back down the tunnel that Bert originally made for you guys, you hear the like lockdown is ending, that the, there's chatter of the dwarven engineers uh, wandering through the halls again, oblivious to the change of power you do see oscar kind of like really sweaty uh kind of just like by the uh stair landing just looking at all these people going by and they're all kind of looking at him weird but yeah you guys can get up and out of the act shaper company with no uh no consequence uh, uh while we're going through we're seeing like other employees right Yep. Milo will be, uh, you know, trying to be show confidence. We very showboating say, "Hello, welcome to your new leaders. It is us. We are your new leaders. Hello, you're welcome. You're welcome." I feel like you're the word welcome. "leader" is kind of a big word. We're, I guess, employers. I don't we know. are your new. That's not even big accurate. Honcho bosses, you're welcome. We're your saviors. You're welcome. We're gonna save the world. You're welcome. Oh, oh both of you. They. We <laughs> are your saviors. It's None of the fact. employees really pay you any mind. They <laughs> you, see that like you guys. have the patrol clockworks guarding you, but they and they kind of give you a glance, but they just keep on going. Guys, you do realize we work. have no control over them, only the automatons, and we put Gim in charge of them, so actually we have no role in their lives. Savior, I think, is still accurate. Yeah, Savior but that's a, a little bit of a god complex. I just I, look, all I'm know. all I'm saying is after this that I if there is no compensation for saving the world, this has been a whole load of bullshit. There's definitely no compensation. This is a whole load of bullshit. Your life? You knew this before we started. Your friends? Lives? I did, but I'd still like to hold out hope that someone will give me compensation. It fucking sucks that no one believes that the world is ending. That's the well, most yeah, optimistic I've ever heard. Yeah, they haven't seen much evidence. Look, um, it's just, um, so. You get to have your life and your friends' lives, and that's kind of the deal. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's good enough. Fine. And then I'll take a moment look at Xavier, and then just, well, I guess some friends. Was he a friend? Yes, he was a very, 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 was a close friend. I see. Uh, it's just when we met him, he did try and explode at school, so. There's a lot of history between the two of us that exists prior to our meeting that you have witnessed twice over. Okay, I'll trust you on that. I will, by the way, also do one final thing. Uh, I want to get my TB. Mm -hmm. I want to message Nalu saying, where are you at? Yeah, you um, 
text Nalu, and she texts back nearly immediately. Met the other dwarf and the kid. I'm gonna be heading heading out with uh, Barrows pretty soon. Uh, I'll then respond back saying, "We are finished up here. We'll just meet you back at the mountain." Uh, you get a text back. Do you still need Barrows? Nah. Great. He needs a rest. <laughs> I'll then respond back. Also about X. I'll tell you more in person, but he is dead. Sad face. Uh, she sends the thumbs up emoji. <laughs> I'll then pocket my TB and just be <laughs> like, she's in a lot of pain. <laughs> you guys make it up to the uh, lobby of the Axe Shaper Company. You see a receptionist is behind the desk already, kind of getting things um uh, fixed up. You see there's a couple um, janitors as well as clockworks uh, sweeping up uh, some of the debris that was uh, left in the lobby. Out front you do see a line of clockworks making their way into what looks like this little service entrance uh, that is like the perfect clockwork shape in the side of the Axe Shaper building. They're kind of making a very tidy line. Um, it's definitely not all of the clockworks. They are not all rushing here at the same time but it's a steady stream as to not block Probably the downtown for the best. <laughs> of the new forge. You do notice a lot of people are kind of confused. Uh, there's a couple of like uh, store owners that are like running past uh, or running next to clockworks with that have like, like their shop's logo or like words on painted on them and are like trying to give them demands. Can you like uh, have their clockwork say something to them? Like just repeat like, hey, we're off to save the world. We'll help you once we're if we're back. Eh. Okay. I'm not really fair. concerned with the Axe Shaper uh, eh. reputation at this point. Well, it's more of just like these True. people. I feel it like they feel personally hurt because they're losing an investment of theirs. That, that's just where I'm like, oh, that uh, that sucks, but understandable. An investment that's gonna save the world. If you wanted compensation, here it is. It's everyone else's loss of robots. That's not compensation. That's just shit to everyone. Isn't the situation to... kind of shit? Yeah, but still, at least I don't get to keep the robots. Like, they've already left. Like, I don't want them to go back, say, no, actually, fine. let it's me tell fine. you why I left. Like, they, they should have all, they're all moving. Yeah, no, I'm just, just, just for the ones that are remaining, this is fine, it's fine. I just, I mean, I, okay, hey, Bert, to the people, to I guess to the automatons that need to be upgraded but haven't left their house because they're aware of traffic, can you tell them to tell their owners, <laughs> to tell their other automaton owners that they know, like their neighbors and their friends and like their family, uh, that all the automatons are going to leave for a little bit and they might not come back, uh, but it's to serve a higher cause, uh, more than bless. Affirmative. Thanks. It will be done. Better? Like, I could have done without the passive-aggressive tone, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> Look at you get to be angry that you don't get to be compensated. I get to be passive-aggressive at having to tell people that I need to do things to save the world. Yeah, it does suck, doesn't it? Yeah. As, you're, as you keep walking forward, you then hear, echoing throughout the city, a recording of your voice saying exactly what you said, ah. being emitted from... Hundreds of hundreds of clockworks <laughs> throughout the city. There you go. Your voice just echoing throughout, and I then mean, it, it dies down. I, I look at Ro I look at Roman, and then back at Anna. And you were worried about us having a god complex. 
I guess at this point, I do kind of regret my tone. I didn't know that it was going to be uh, given to everyone that directly. Um, but, you know, it's convenient. You know what? I, for once, am not the biggest asshole of the group right now. It's really nice. I'm not an asshole. I was just, I'd let people know what's going on. Damn. Good job. <laughs> I deserve it. Love it. <laughs> but no, I yeah, just. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make your way back to your townhouse. Uh, people are, are confused, and, and you hear a couple of discussions about the Axe Shaper Corporation, but all in all, life is continuing as normal in Morden's Forge. Get back to your uh, your townhouse, uh, and Hank is there. Uh, hey. he, he is uh, fixing you guys up a meal, um, and he goes, Master Bert alerted me of your uh, uh, of your presence. Please enjoy this meal. Uh, hey Bert, next time only do that if I tell you to, just in case. <laughs> Affirmative. Thank you. It will be done. I mean, Hanks are usually pretty cool, but like other people, yeah. Copy. Thanks. My the bucket has a, a great spread uh, out for you guys, and Roman is wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> yes. yes, Roman. Honestly. It's, Roman, it's wait, a shame. did you just like take that off a dwarf? I know you have a tendency to do that in Smallsville. I just want to make sure. Like, did you do you own that hat or did you did you steal it from someone? Well, define own. Well, I own it now, don't I? <laughs> oh, I like. And that I'm mentality. the asshole. We're still calling oh, me boy. the asshole of the group. No, no, no. Look, it flip flops most of the time. I say it's like eighty percent. No, we'll go seventy-five me, ten Roman, and then we got a nice five you. But those five hurt. I feel like to you're be missing fair, I didn't take another ten. That wasn't math. Um, I didn't take. But I'll this take off that ten just for that comment, I guess. I didn't take this off a person. I I took it from a lost and found. The lost and found did say store, uh, but you know. <laughs> huh. Oh. Interesting. Well, maybe we're just all assholes, you know. We have good intentions mostly. Hey, we're saving the world. I feel like we we can balance it out with a little bit of selfishness. I guess. I was getting a sunburn, okay? <laughs> Look, it's a nice hat. I just, it does, it, it just, every time I see you with a piece of clothing that doesn't quite fit you right, you know, kind of, the, the horns don't exactly. Work I will with say, better than the, better than the whip. Oh, no, the whip was great. <laughs> nope, better oh, than the whip. All right. Also, I don't have horns. <laughs> Yeah, well, you have like you know you got like a, a weird like. That's true. I have, I have my helmet. Hair. My hair. He has his helmet with the. Yeah, your hair thing. It's not yeah, hair though. I have hair my scales. Yeah. Hair yeah. scales. Uh, what are the, what are? I can't call them hair scales. They're like scale uh, locks. You definitely could call them hair scales. You call them scale locks? They're bangs. They're scale bangs. Yes. Either way, it just your head doesn't quite fit the bucket hat, and I needed to try figure out where you got it. All right, can we bury my uh, Xavier, please? <laughs> Oh, I thought we were going to do that tomorrow. Can we just do it now? So we're not going to leave the body just out. You see, Bert is just standing in the corner with yeah. Xavier in his robotic arms. I, I okay. think all three of us don't want to be looking at him for three very different reasons. So let's That's just get fair. this over with. Let me with. grab my Bible real quick and then... Uh, yeah, fine. Look, it just, it'll allow me to be able to make sure that he can't come back to life, at least within a couple days. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, because I was like turning a new leaf being like, you know why Morden might be like a good direction for him to be in despite him not believing it. But I understand selfish purposes here. 
No, I, I thought that you were gonna complain that I was gonna do religious stuff. So I at thought first I, I at it. first I was, but like uh, again, at this point, hey, if you trust him more than I trust him enough. I mean, he's been a little sketch recently, but I mean, considering the options, they're all sketch. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I I can do proper funeral rites and stuff. Yeah, I'll uh, start. Hey Hank, can you help me dig a hole? Of course, sir. Okay. Then I'll uh, have Hank do all the work to dig this hole. Do you, do you just want to go out back of, of the townhouse? Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, Hank follows you out behind the townhouse, and uh, he starts, like, uh, jackhammering through the concrete, eventually finding the soft soil below, and he digs a nice little six-foot-deep uh, grave. And I'll kind of, you know, get out my stuff, and I'll start, you know, doing my glyphs in the air saying some prayers and then before i finish it i'll say um i i know roman and i didn't really know him so i, I don't think we have much to say but do you want to say anything milo to kind of see him off yeah um <clears throat> to uh all the people thank you for coming roman hank bert is gim still here no he's still inside <laughs> well that makes sense Oh, and Eddie also is undisturbed, Anna. still reading his book. That's fair. Eddie doesn't need to see this. Anyways, to you, Xavier, I um, I met you a while back in Smallsville. You and I uh, started off on the wrong foot. Fair that we ended on the wrong foot, but, you know, we grew close. We had an appreciation. We grew close. We had an appreciation for one another. Feelings that arguably grew stronger towards one another, maybe love. But, in the end, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. And hopefully now you will be in a place where you can finally be happy. And I'll do the proper thing and move on. Also, if you see Morden, tell him to get a grip. If you see Totavillis, <laughs> tell him to go fuck himself. Hey, what do we say now? What do we say at the end of prayers? Hey, dwarf. No. Hey, dwarf. It's whatever you want. A, a prayer is whatever you want it to be, so... Um... To Milo's band of misfits, and I'll drop some dirt on the body. Great. It's still not dirt what we're lowered. called. No, no this is what me and Xavier Nalu were called. That oh. was the beauty behind it. Well, it's just you've called us that before, so... I have. I was trying to recreate what I had, but then oh. realized that it wasn't there, and it won't be there again. But it's okay. What we have is something new, and it blossomed to be better. <laughs> like, that was like a piece of, a blade of grass, and now we're like an, a, an apple tree. Well, it's good to hear. Um, Roman wipes, wipes, wipes a singular tear away. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I'll finish, I'll finish the funeral right and do that thing. Uh, Xavier is lowered uh, to the bottom of the grave by Bert, and both Bert and Hank uh, fill in the grave and replace the asphalt on top of it. Alright. Well, we're staying here for the night, right? Yeah, we've got food that... Um waiting for us 
Well, let's drink, let's eat ourselves silly, let's have a good <laughs> fucking time, and then tomorrow we'll go cry as we face our deaths once again. <sighs> I'll take it. Great. Yeah, the the feast laid out for you is vast, uh, and uh, there's dwarven ale and whiskey basically on tap, um, and Hank is able to serve whatever need you might have um, post-battle. You guys are all still pretty weary. The absolute sheer force that you had to uh, deal with today uh, draining you and keeping you near death. But uh, is, you, is there anything else that you would uh, like to do before you all drift off for the night? I mean, I'll take a bath. Nothing particular Probably that I'm good. doing in the yeah. bath, but I'm going to take it. Bathing is good. Hygiene's good. Yeah. I'm sleeping. You guys all drift off to sleep and can, as soon as you hit the bed, you can feel yourself kind of being being healed and like accepted by, by the energy of the world. You guys all wake up, yet all around you is just fog and snow. You can see each other next to you. You're all kind of standing in a line. When out of the snow, you see a very tall, probably around eight to ten foot tall bear folk uh, dressed very minimally, just like a a tanned hide draped um, over his shoulders, tied around his waist, and he seems to be walking with a thick wooden staff, um, just making his his way through the snow. Um, he steps with purpose towards you all as, as if he's been expecting you. And uh, you, you hear him just say, There's much unsaid in this world. Anyone who even tries to spend an eternity learning what they can are still blind to the powers of the gods and their creations. Your plane is not the only one, as you know, and the world that inhabits your plane is also not the first of its kind, as you know. The gods play with the power that the universe gifted to them, yet they get bored quickly and forget the weight of their creations. <clears throat> I am um, Arteus. Oh, okay. Yes, Milo. Arteus? Who, what the, um, what? I'm the creator of the bear folk. Uh, well, you fucked God. up, didn't you? I, unlike some of the other gods, I tried to, I, I didn't expect worship from my creation. I let them live or die as they please, and I am suffering now from that negligence. Okay, hold on, let's not put it all on their lack of worship for you. I, unlike Morden, who sets a code for the dwarves and uh, Yondala, who tried to help with the development of the halflings, I long ago left the bear folk only my name, nothing more. And, and you saw them enslaving a bunch of people and thought, ah oh, yes, you know, just doing their, doing their thing, just living out their life, whatever. I've waited for hundreds of thousands of years and I 
have done nothing but wander the plane. That's a but great non-answer to my question. I was getting there, Roman. I, <laughs> I, I know your lives are short, but I will get there eventually. I, I cannot sit idly by any longer. The gods are not on your side. The others of this realm are not on your side. You seem to be the, the last hope for a balance to return. And Up top, anyone? <laughs> I give him a nice high five. <laughs> the gods have tried to cure and balance before. Back with the blood war, the most recent devastating war on this realm, the gods of the upper plains thought it would be best to lock the devils in the nine hells, fully removed from any of the other planes, wholly unnatural from how the universe intended the powers of good and evil to mix. And this has only created a, a, a disparity in the world, a, a pendulum swing which when is about to swing back and devastate the universe forever. What are you getting at here, exactly? That we don't already know. Well, I, I believe you know much of it, Morden is has created many races before and the dwarves are, although in his image, not his first or his favorite. Uh, and the, the gods have often acted as just children playing with toys. However, this time the repercussions are a lot more severe. And I believe I can let you know just the, the depth of what you're facing as a god myself. So are you saying that you're on our side if all the other god gods aren't? Yes. Forgive us for our, you know, skepticism towards that. Because, one, of you course. know, you're a bear. Two, Not to be racist. you're a talking. Three, we're trying to kill your people. Also, if you're on our plane, are you? can't you just come and help us? I am still removed from the upper planes, and I hope that I can help you... Uh, through this information, as well as hopefully through uh, some of my people. I believe you do know one of them, uh, Arctos. Yeah. A, a champion that he does, that he is not aware of. So I, I just want to get this straight. You, we, you, the gods, you're a god, you can't do anything. Mm, no. The other gods can do stuff, they're choosing not to do things. Yes. What was that champion doesn't know of comment? Arctos? Yeah. He's trying to free the bear folk actively. Many... Well, yeah, we I, know that. I believe I, I've been around since the birth of the realms and I, I would like to show you how it has how these things have fallen into place, and I, I hope this information will be able to serve you. Well, I, I guess show away. 
I've been in these kind of God-moving picture things, so. Same. Where's yours? I pull out uh, some popcorn. I, I hope you're acclimated to the motion sickness of it. Ah, it comes and goes. He walks up to you guys and, and next to you in this line, and the fog clears, and below you, you see rolling hills, trees, and... and animals running through the forests but a black cloud is coming over from one of the horizons and you can hear the war drums and the marching of devils coming from the horizon and the animals scatter and you even see a couple beings humanoid-ish also look up and around from their small villages and become terrified and, and, and start running around although Morden might preach that he was defending the material plane or driving back the devils to where they deserve to to be. Uh, many of the gods, including Morden, relished in the opportunity to flaunt their true strength. And, and you see Morden streaking down from the heavens in full body armor, uh, slashing his great axe uh, across the, the landscape, raising both the homes of these early humanoids as well as uh, uh, lines and lines of the devil's army, and he just kind of roars, shaking the ground, and jumps deep in, uh, behind enemy lines. The upper gods use their influence upon the beings, not only of the material plane, but their own upper planes, to beat down the devils. Uh, they did not have any qualms with dealing with other lower beings and you see running right next to Morden is this crazy looking almost minotaur-esque creature that stands like five stories high um his eyes filled with fire uh yelling uh, these demonic phrases as he he cuts down devils in his path the upper gods punished the nine hells removing their influence on the material plane which again created this unbalance and sowing hatred in the Nine Hells towards the other planes. As Medeus, however, was unbothered, having spent most of his energy in the war, he chose to retire to a life of relaxation. However, in the preparations before the Blood War, many Archdevils were created by Asmodeus to help be generals in his army and, and allocate the resources uh, to perform this takeover in the first place. One of these new devils was a scribe for Maman named Tadavillus. Maman held the riches and the resources of the Nine Hells, and Tadavillus originally was more of an imp who could write a tally in a book and file it. But when given more power, Tadavillus was the one organizing the armies and allocating the resources for their war machines. Tadavillus, however, was not built for the life of relaxation that Asmodeus was planning on uh, and found himself still organizing the plane's few remaining resources, almost obsessively, desperately needing something to occupy himself. And you see a little kind of impish looking character, a tall and slender red humanoid with smaller horns and a bit of a goatee, 
at this large desk with stacks and stacks of paperwork everywhere. Uh, you see going over multiple like files again and again and again, just ab- absolutely losing his mind. It's Grub. <laughs> uh, what what a what a twist that would be. Grub is the <laughs> thing that I think we call it May or Grub someone called it. Probably May. Have you met Roman? Yeah. Uh, Grub's office is nowhere near as organized as Tadavilis's office. It, these piles are very like clean cut in in very specific structures. While Grub kind of had a desk among a pile of artifacts. Grub could never wear that goatee. I feel the clear need to, and also, yeah, Grub can never pull off that goatee. <laughs> um, Asmodeus built portals to the other planes, which still stood, although passage was observed and guarded by the guardians of the planes. Tarvillus took to staring deeply into these portals, trying to make sense of the whirling masses, until one day he could see clearly into the material plane. And you see Tadavillus sitting for years at a time, just looking into one of these portals, this kind of tall oval of uh, just twisting uh, wisps of, of smoke. Tadavillus saw a scribe in early Smallsville, a ledgerman who helped organize resources to be distributed to families across the small country. This halfling at night used his powers to bribe and blackmail those he found useful and doctored incredibly efficient and surgical ways to snuff out any political competition. Tadavilla saw himself in this halfling and found that he could almost control the quill that he wrote with after enough practice. Started out as just a stray line or a heavy dot in his ledger, but soon Tadavillus could write out words and sentences through the halfling's hand, speaking to him. With enough practice, Tadavillus could see into all the planes, including the upper planes, home to the legendary gods who would just sit back, collect worship, and share stories of how they beat back the devils of the night hells. Tadavillus had finally found his hobby and through possession of this kind, secured his hold in the minds of beings across the universe, including your friend, Xavier. Xavier's cunning and bloodline of both devilish and draconic descent meant that Totovillus could whisper in his ear since the moment he could think for himself. The whispering could be ignored with good company and an entertaining lifestyle, but when sitting in a cave hiding out, eating foraged berries, uh, being his new life, the whispers won. And you guys see outside of the cave that Milo, Nalu, and Xavier would often hide out in, Xavier storming off from the, uh, from the pair to go out on his own. Xavier ever since chased recognition, as Tadavillus had been praising the boy for his genetic prowess, The ego the size of a dragon and a devil overtook the mortal body. When Xavier gave in to Totovilus, his new powers flooded him and kept him from near death on more than a few times. And you see Xavier taking hit after hit under the Smallsville University and using his power to uh, try and kill Milo as well as down the last pillar, keeping the archaeology wing up. 
and still surviving from the, from the rubble. Xavier was probably Tardavillus's second greatest tool on this realm. The first being uh, the bastard, the Bear King. What an arrogant name. His given name was Tioma Balabanov. And you guys now see this tiny little bear folk, uh, dressed very fancy, sitting at a, a large extravagant table, slowly eating the food in front of him. Is that what he looks like? Uh, well, it's what he looked like as a boy. Oh, okay. Now I was about he's... to say, he's like punt puntable for Roman. Yes, at, at that stage, I agree. But now he is the last of this great line of Yuchatskin monarchs. Tioma went through his early life very objectively, not able to share emotions with any other beings. He was never cruel. As a child, he was just very blunt and aloof, with no intentions of pleasing those around him. And because of this, he stuck out like a sore thumb amongst the other royals. He never kept a partner late in life, and he arranged marriages falling apart. And eventually, Tioma was the last Balabanov. And you see a, a much older looking bear folk sitting in a throne in an empty hall, just kind of looking down at the door. Lineage and legacy seemed just a necessary evil to Tioma and he began looking for a way to rule as a god. And I'm ashamed to say he interpreted me as the true king of bear folk and is admired how I separated myself from my flock. Tadavillus noticed from his portal and again would scrawl messages in the margins of Tioma's books, whisper promises into his ear, and Tioma heeded these instructions, believing it was I who was guiding him towards eternal life. And through that, he sold himself to the devil. Using the great resources from his ancestral empire, he performed experiments to create environments so that lesser devils and even Tadavillus himself could inhabit the bodies of bear folk. Bear folk that Tioma had imprisoned only for the purpose of experimentation. And now you see the Uchatsky that Arctos described, his own people being placed in these big prisons and these large armies and death squads kind of roaming the land, uh, uh, taking as much as they could while Im imprisoning the, the people of, of every village. These experiments sent cracks throughout the plains, making it easier and easier for Tordovilus to reach into the material plane, as well as Shadowfell and the Feywild. He knew if he could find a way to break down those gates known as the Guardians of the Plains, he could hand Asmodeus the universe on a flaming platter. And he's set to succeed. The gods of the Upper Plains really only could hold off the number of devils because they had enough lesser beings as cannon fodder. Um, and now that Totavillus is turning those beings against their gods, they are set to fail again. So, a question. So, a lot. Um, if what I'm gathering is correct, he has, at this point, 
Tordevillas has enough influence on the material plane where the Bear King basically doesn't matter. The Tioma that I showed you and that grew up in Yuchatsky is dead. The body of the Bear Folk, just a vessel now for Tordevillas to walk the plane. Yeah, but he uses his, you know, his spirit goes through everything. Basically, if we kill the Bear King, will that be enough? Or do we have to it's, go to the source? It's not enough to just push him out of the plane and, and lock it up as it was before. Uh, the evil and good should be able to flow th- freely throughout all the all the planes. Keeping it locked away and inaccessible is not enough. The Archdevil himself, Tadavillus, is too dangerous of a being to be left alive. Does Osmodeus you... want the material plane? It sounds like he just kind of wants to hang out. Uh, Osmodeus does not... has no real motive to continue Tadavillus' work. Um, so we what? have to go to the hells? Is that Why didn't saying? you tell us this af- before? We did the whole Act Shaper robot army. We have 20,000 useless robots now. They aren't useless robots. There's, again, the experiments that uh, Tioma performed sent cracks through the planes, and so his laboratory deep in Yuchatsky is the easiest way to make it to the Nine Hells itself. Uh, um, you still would need an army and a force to make it there in the first place. What about um, the crack that we made? The crack that you made uh, to Shadowfell with Pemros? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is is less of a way to get to the Nine Hells itself. Uh, again, Tadavils' work allowed uh, the different lords and, and powerful beings from other planes to reach in, which is also how your friend Blossom was able to make it to this plane in the first place. So you're saying that we're gonna have to go through bear territory and after all that that's not enough we then have to go through a crack in the plane into the hells in the very heart of that army that wants to kill us anyway to then go kill an archdevil who, you know, that's what you're saying? That is, yes, that is what will have to be done. And you're gonna help us how? The misinformation and propaganda spread by the Bear King is very, very real and won't go away when, uh, when Tioma is killed. The bear folk you met that imprisoned you and make up most of the army very much believe in the mission that they've been fed. And I hope I can find ways to reverse this very harmful plague. Well, you're going to have to get involved in their people. lives then because look it. Religion exists for a reason, like, sure, yeah, you created us all and all that stuff, but people choose religion because it gives them answers, and it gives them direction, 
And it, it's important to some people when they're feeling lost and have nowhere to go, so the fact that you weren't involved to begin with made a void that caused them to need to find something, so of course they were gonna take on whatever the first thing they found was, because number one, thought it was you, and number two, I mean, what's stopping anyone else from doing that? But also they probably just wanted direction, you have to just do- you, if you made people, you have to be involved in their lives and teach them how to be people. Uh, Arteus nods a lawn, and you see the image in front of you shifts to a small campfire in uh, some cold forest, and you see a bunch of bear folk around a fire, including Arctos and Kriv, uh, wearing heavy furs. Uh, I agree. Those who beat back the harmful rhetoric of uh, Tioma's r- rule will be gifted with all the power that I can I can give. Can we get like Again, an advance on that power? Champion thing. But can we get an adva- can we get an advance on that power so we have a fucking chance in the nine hells? I I will help you push through to the nine hells when when we get there. I I if you three are very powerful in your own right, but if you made it to the portal on your own, all you'd be able to do is maybe possess a being on the other side. I feel like if, if I keep enough power to myself, I can push you through yourselves and, and land you squarely in the Nine Hells. And I'll I mean, hopefully so be able to keep that open so at you At some can point, I back. should... Like, it, it's something that I know, I've seen it in my books, that people like me at points can just fully switch planes. I, I don't know if it's necessarily... Yes. In the in the natural world, as if if the planes were free to to move through, yes, your your plane shift would be very useful in a time like this. Which is again why I hope in the world after this we will not lock up the planes and reduce the flow of magic throughout the universe. Also, just back to what I was saying, it's just it's not that you need to give the people that were good more power. It's that if you're going to give life to beings, you need to take the responsibility and you need to be there in their lives to show them where to go. You can't just plop them into a world. You need to be you need, be the father that you are and actually be there for them instead of being yes. absent for thousands of years. I have much to uh, make up for. Yeah, so don't just reward them, but like... Yes, I, I'll make my presence very known. I, I do believe many bearfolk believe me to be only a myth. Yeah, you need to be a dad, I guess, in a way. Be there. That, um, back, back to the, um, actually, that's, that's a very, that's good, but that's like afterwards. For yes. us doing this crazy fucking bullshit hmm. only the three of us can go to the nine hells uh, uh, yes you three have are the only three powerful beings to not only know each other but are the most likely to be able to make it back and finish the mission if I'm being <laughs> very frank even if I can lane shift this all out? Uh, I, I... Even if we mostly, yeah. two, yes. two, thir- two thirds of us died versus Blossom, we're the best prepared. 
your power is, is growing by the day. And, and so I, are the I enemy's powers. By the time you... Not at the rate I've, I've seen with you. The... You three have... Have something special. Something within you that knows you have to step up to this call. Trauma? I think you're talking about the trauma. <laughs> that could be it. Yes. Hey, trauma binds us all. So... The plan is then, we go and fight the Bear King. Doesn't matter if we kill him or not. It'd be nice to kill him, but doesn't matter. And then basically, you are going to push us through, and then we appear on the other side in the Nine Hells, which none of us have ever seen before, except probably in dreams. It's probably very demented and very not nice. And then we hunt down and find Totovillas, who is an archdevil who, you know, went toe-to-toe -to -toe against gods. Mm. And we had to kill him. Yes. And then get out of the Nine Hells somehow. And then get out. Okay. Yes. And what you exactly is the plan for getting out? Is it us? Or is it you? Or... I, I will be able to keep the uh, connection open. You, so you, under, you do understand this, what I just said to any person, including myself, who did just say it. This is insane. It's insane, and it's the last chance to prevent an all-out takeover of evil throughout the, throughout the universe. I mean, once the Material Plane and Shadowfell and the Feywilder are taken and their people are weaponized against the Upper Plains, there's nothing standing in the way of that. And I, I know Asmodeus is not very interested and most likely does not take Tadavillus very seriously in his own right, but if he does see the material plane taken, he will mobilize all archdevils in, in this quest. I guess I wouldn't. I'd be lying if I didn't see it kind of coming. But man, was I hoping it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I hate this. Alright. So we're the last line of defense for Goliath, human, dwarves, elves, and everything in between? Kinda gods, too. What do we like? No, fuck the gods. The shadow and the undead. Every soul that has ever lived is... Up for grabs. So what? We're like Plan X for Plan Z, right? You've gone through all the other plans, Plan A, B, C, D. We're, we're, we're plan, plan negative. We're Plan negative Z. We're Plan. They didn't have a plan. Yeah. This this should never have been a a quest that you would have to undertake. Should never be up to any any three that are like you. Hey, it's at least something. Well, if we don't do anything, we're dead, so. And if we do do something, we're probably dead also, so. Might as well go down fucking swinging for that bastard. Let, let's, you know, let's be better than gods. Ugh, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, can, can you still, uh, bear man, can you still talk with the gods? I've tried, I, believe me, I tried to plead with them. Before I came to you three. Also, are we, like, are we yes. actually here here? Because, like, we were doing stuff. 
back in the mountain and now we're in the snow and I I'd like to be back there at some point soon. Uh, this is just I mean it's a uh, shared subconscious oh it's a, okay it's a so dream. can I cool, cool 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 Milo tries imagining growing to up to five to up to ten feet tall <laughs> yes you can grow up to ten feet tall <laughs> I, I shrink down to Dude, Milo's Milo. size <laughs> I can eat people <laughs> Robin, we're the same size. Hey. I oh, tried to find oh, it rude that you found it amusing to be my size, but you know, I'll take it. No, it's not to be isn't it? It's just like it's interesting, you know, you see the world from a different perspective. I guess. It just kinda of feels like you're exoticizing my race, but it's fine. Artea sighs deeply. <laughs> <laughs> Milo quickly as checks a, down his pants. What? As a gesture of goodwill, I hope that I I can grant you a little bit of my uh, power now, oh. uh, and I'll have to save up for keeping the portal open when it does come. But uh, for now, please accept my this gift as as your servant. And he he kind of like puts his arms around you three, and you you all feel like your your power grow a little more. And yes, although you did level up from the fight with Xavier and Roscoe, I'm giving you another level from uh, oh, uh what? oh, hello. That is sexy. Oh. Shit, son! That's sexy. Oh, hot we damn, in end who game. is she? We in endgame mode now, bitches. Oh, fuck. Oh. Well, oh, hey, no. if, um, if you do manage to see the other gods, tell, I guess Morden kind of gives Anna power, so like he's like, meh. In our book, it's acceptable. Like, yeah, except I'll tell the others to like you know help uh. us out or to kiss our collective three behinds. Mm-hmm. I, I very much hope when they see the feat you're trying to to perform, they will at the very least help me keep the portal open for you to return. But again, with their conduct as of late, I wouldn't count on it. Well. Yeah. Well. Fuck it. Fuck uh, it. Let's go, as, uh... As a, uh... You know, god walking the material plane, or at least walking above it, uh, are there any... I don't know... Questions... Uh... You might have that I may be able to answer. <laughs> uh, any secrets to killing a, a devil? I mean, they, they do have some weaknesses, but it's more looking out for their strengths. Uh, Tadavillus himself is a great spellcaster. Uh, not as much a physical fighter, though. Uh, he's really a bookworm. So, he, he may be a little weaker than a normal devil in the hand-to-hand uh, range, but do not underestimate him spellcasting-wise. Well, hey, Nalu, uh, Nalu and I used to uh, shove a bunch of people into lockers back at the university. I feel like this is just repeating that. Yes. More uh, bullying nerds, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking bully the the worst nerd of them all. Uh, Totovilus, being a spellcaster himself, is also wise to the effects of magic, and he can defend himself very, very well from most spells and other magical effects. As a devil, he is not affected by the power of fire or or poison. Uh, so again, wasting wasting your t- your efforts uh, 
in any of those senses. Is there anything that I can do as a holy woman that might be extra bad? Holy water. <laughs> uh, as a devil, I mean, he is a fiend, but other than that, he is not quite affected by radiant uh, will, will my normal spell, will they be normal, or will they be worse if they aren't fire or poison? If they aren't fire or poison, they will... I mean, if there are still spells, he will have a better time defending himself, but... Basically, Anna, we got about a few weeks. Time to get you training on swinging that fucking mace. Oh, it's just so depressing to swing that mace. Oh, we're gonna make you swing it real hard, real How good. About I just, I'll just bolster you guys so you guys are gods, and I'll be watching. Yeah. That also works. Controlling your robot army. Oh. <laughs> on the other plane. Oh no, I meant like... Never mind. <laughs> Say, on our plane, my, my magic will still be good. Yeah. So. On our plane, we're just gonna run and gun it. Run and gun it. Run and run it. Uh, yep. Well, uh, anything um, else that we should know? What what else would you like to know? Are, are the people we left behind okay? Give me a name and I'll try to uh, remember. Well, yes, but no. Um, oh, oh, I I know you're just above the planes and everything. I I don't know how much you can see. But it is, um, is Myra lost? Is Myra's soul lost? Yeah. Uh, yes. Did not find its way through. These souls that are lost, can they be saved? Uh, I don't know. Again, with all this locking down throughout the plains, it's, uh, it's tough to know whether uh, the souls will really find their intended homes again, or whether they will wander the astral plane or the spaces between. Is there so anything we can do to fix it? I'm not sure. Go in and search for them? Uh, there are beings that travel the astral planes... Uh, if you, if, if the locks between everything freeze up, I imagine you might be able to okay. search, but it's like trying to find a specific drop of water in an ocean. Yeah, I guess it'd be kind of a project of all the souls, huh? Well, I guess. Let's focus on that then. Once we're just done with this small itty bitty task, we're gonna go save Myra. Yeah. Little bit, little task. I feel like that's okay. a good way to get through this. Yeah. Again, the apathy of the gods who won't even lift a finger to properly ferry their souls. Can I ask well, about another person? They're still looking over all the alive ones, so... That's even pushing it. They're there. Yeah. Arteus <laughs> kind of does like a so-so motion with his head. Yeah. Well, he looks at me sometimes, so I'll take it. 
Can I ask you about a, another person? Anyone? Um, I don't. I, I don't know her full name or real name, I guess. But I don't know if you can use your godly omnipotence to cheat that. Um, but the the person who I knew was my nan. Oh, thank God. I mean, her her soul was ferried uh, long ago. I'm just trying to get any answers about her. Never mind. About her past or about I d I, where she is I didn't know now? if she was... Yeah, I, I guess. Never mind, it might have been a stupid question. Is she evil? Is she in Shadowfell? This is, is she really what good? I'm asking, yes. Not in, not in Shadowfell. Uh, she did travel to an elven higher plane uh, once she did pass. Um, however, she really hoped to spend her eternity with Asgaroth and the plane of the dragons but so uh, she, just, she was just crazy I guess she believed that the dragonborn were the uh, pinnacle of, of creation and by serving them and by serving who she believed to be the chosen one in you Roman uh, the prophesized leader and unifier of the dragonborn um, she thought she would who are we? Like, we're, we're only one little castle. What were they? They seem pretty unified to me. Again, the, the prophecy of old was that the... Was that a dragonborn would emerge who could unify the entire realm. Mm. But... Gotcha. Yes. Okay, well, thank you. And I just... I want to know if she ended up in, like, a bad place. As if she was evil. She was in no way an evil person. Good to no, know. She only wanted the best for for you, but in the process, mm. she hurt you. She was an occultist. I got it. Yes. Well, yeah, that's kind of about all I got, so just mm. thank you, Bear Man. I guess uh, we'll see you when we're running into uh, Hell Jr., I suppose. <laughs> Can we stay I in this dream plane for a while, though? I kind of would like to enjoy the coldless snow. Oh, yes, you can enjoy the dream plane. I, I would advise you, however, to make your peace while, while you can. Uh, I, I know I'm speaking very optimistically about being able to fix the state of the universe, but uh, there are many steps along the way which might not hold. As I'm sure you all know. Look, I have every fucking intention of coming back to this plane once I'm done, so... No need to say goodbye. Arteus nods. Those were exactly the words I didn't want to hear, so thanks. I believe it had to be said. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna go make some snow angels. Um, you guys are welcome to join me. I want to taste a tree Enjoy. while I'm... Uh... While well, I'm a giant. <laughs> um, <laughs> taste a tree. I'm a ten. I can be twenty feet tall. I'm gonna see what a tree tastes like when I, if I eat it like a lollipop. Like a lot. You can't uh, lick a tree and get tree off of it. You have to chew it. That's what you think. You get the flavor. It's just like a big it. broccoli. <laughs> it's not broccoli. I want to get an aspen tree and just lick the bark. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you see, Arteus kind of like. 
uh, moves his staff in the snow a little bit, and an aspen tree pops up. Barky. Oh, like, no. Like, woody? Like, buzz. Like, but, like, like, like the name? Or like the, the... No, like, light year. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I meant by the name. <laughs> <laughs> Got someone else got it? Oh, I got it. <laughs> but I didn't want to say, ah, oh, yes, the traveling show, because I've used that bit the so traveling. many times. So you're okay. saying, yeah. but then no, be, it's it would the, be the opposite. The childhood of story, oh. the childhood story of Woodrow and uh, Byzantium Lightyear. Yes. Sure. Uh, and Buzzard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I celebrate. I, I dance and I frolic around in the snow. Um, Arteus kind of. For a last time, nods to each of you and goes, Enjoy the dream. Uh, I will be waiting for you at the portal. I'd like to say I look forward to seeing you again. And if it were other cir circumstances, maybe I could. Um. <laughs> uh, I wish you luck, as always. Hey, you too. Don't get lost. It's nice to have a god uh. that wants to be involved. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. He gives you a little wave and walks off in the fog. I wonder if I can fly here. <laughs> try and fly. You wanna you wanna try and fly? Yeah. yeah, you can fly around. You can do pretty much anything you want uh, within this little kind of circle of fog. You got nothing. Um, I got you got nothing on me now, Roman. I fly also. <laughs> yeah. you guys keep we flying, flying around through the I wanna area. I wanna transform into a uh, giant dragon. Uh, cool, yeah, you can transform into a giant dragon. I want to transform into a giant around. whale. Transform into <laughs> a giant whale, you can fall on the dragon. No. <laughs> Cruel irony, no. Uh, no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna go and, like, get squished underneath it all. Great, yeah, you get squished. And Become a chad. I am null. Great. Yeah, you you guys play around, shape shifting and running throughout the uh, throughout the little dream, until eventually you each walk into the fog and wake up in the townhouse in the next morning. And that's where we're gonna leave it. Yay! End of campaign. We lived. <laughs> and that's all for the rock, folks. Actually, can we? Do, we're just we, uh, we decided to stay in the dreamland forever. We never world, come out. The world dies, coma, and the world ends. Yeah. But we're okay. Sounds good to us. Let's play in the snow forever. Great, you guys. A uh, bit of a lore dump. Uh, new new character in Arteus, um, and some some background to what's actually been happening. But yeah, is there is there anything else you guys want to do? Anything you want to plug, Jamie? Um, I'm not sure what my record has been going with sentimental stuff. Oh, okay. My dog is climbing on me and now licking my ear. He doesn't want me to speak. Aww. That's okay. I'll do He's a like, few. plug me. Yeah, plug me. I'll do a few it. plugs. Plug one for my buddy Zuko, who I love <laughs> dearly. And he was very cute this morning. He's my wonderful, beautiful dog. Hmm. Plug two for Max Riley for coming up with a lot of this stuff. Aww. It's pretty fun. Aww, uh, plug three. Again, okay, we're going with sentimental here, guys. Um, so one of you guys better plug food after this. Um, just a realization today, but just something to always live by. You know, we all hear the term YOLO. Don't, don't do stupid things. But basically, enjoy life. Don't prioritize things over life. If you are doing things in order to live, you're not really living. 
So, don't do things to live. Live to live. Enjoy to live. Right. Yeah. Yeah, snaps all around. <laughs> uh, what about you, Phoebe? Ah, Sazuko's now joining me for my plug. I think he just wants to be around whoever's plugging things. Um, he just wants to be <laughs> I hope he comes to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to be in your closet, Get actually. on the flight quick. <laughs> you better run, baby. Um, but I would like to plug multitasking. Boy, oh, boy, is it a, a journey. But, hey, you can play fetch and D&D at the same time while recording a podcast, and it's fine. You might miss some oh, yeah. of the details, but hey, it's a lore dump, but I bet Max Riley's got it typed out somewhere, and <laughs> give it to I, me, I so do. that's fine. It's also helpfully recorded. So. Exactly, and I'll pro- I think I'm editing this one, so really, yeah, oh, there you go. nothing Maybe. lost. And me, what about you? Um, I'd like to plug, here's the food, I'd like to plug farmer's markets, um, which I know is like a very, like, art school kid thing to say however i went to a really good farmer's market on um sunday and i got the best grilled cheese i got this bucket hat i got fresh bread i got um homemade pasta i made got homemade pasta sauce just like my my wallet suffered but i lived you know um go support local There's... businesses they need your support and also like can get really good food so I will say one of my favorite farmers markets that I went to, because uh, you know, fun fact for all of you, we were we did we were in Boston for a while, um, but the Copley uh, had a farmers market there. It wasn't like yeah. super intensive, but they had the best fresh bread and the best Indian food, and it was so fucking good. I I think I spent nearly thirty dollars on just samosas to last <laughs> me quite a while. Solid choice. Nice. Uh, I, I'm gonna plug on a very similar note, uh, I mean, it doesn't really need plugging, but I went to Trader Joe's, uh, (laughs) the other day, and, um, I'm moving out of my apartment very soon, and I basically got the rest of the food that I'll need, like, until I move out for, like, 30 bucks, I feel very good, and I, I, yeah. Don't worry, when you come to LA, that will change. Oh, yeah, I, I need to save up. God damn it. The Trader Joe's um, is yeah, not nearly I, the cheap oasis it was in Boston. I will uh, also plug just, yeah, living living your life to be to be happy. Um, life really is about just being happy with the people you love. And uh, I, I hope you, you can all find a reason to be happy. And hopefully one of those reasons is this damn show. Um, but... Yeah, I hope everyone is doing well and hanging in there, and we'll catch you next time. If you want more of the rock, I almost went out without a without a plug it of the so real wholesome. stuff. so wholesome. How dare you bring consumerism into it? <laughs> we don't make any money. content, really we're on Instagram at the Rock Deep Letter ND Podcast, uh, and we're also on Twitter and TikTok. You can look us up. Thank you so, 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 so much for sticking with us this week, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, anyways, <clears throat> as I was saying, back in character. Ma! Fog and snow. And a dog barking in the back. <laughs>